You are now listening to Vibes, Moods, and Moves, the podcast for creative minds, real questions, and real conversations. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Vibes, Moods, and Moves, the podcast for creative minds, real questions, and real conversations with me, Janae Jordan. It's February 2022. It's actually the very end of February of 2022. Now, there was no show in January, and I may be able to touch on that briefly with you guys, but since I didn't do that, Happy New Year. I hope that 2022 is finding everybody... um, finding their way right now and uh finding your balance and peace um you know and just being in a state of between gratitude and uh mindful mindful that uh we each are so tiny in the grand scheme of things and um you kind of get reminded of that when these major things happen in the world but at the same time, I feel like so much has been happening at such a, I don't know, rapid rate. When have we ever, those of us who, you know, pay attention to such things, when have we ever really had the opportunity to take for granted how tiny we really are and how quickly things can change? Uh, and this is one of those moments because there's a lot going on. And I'm not just talking about uh, this most recent Uh, change in world history in the Ukraine. We're going to touch on that very briefly. But um, yeah, so I hope everybody's in a state of mindfulness. Um, For those of you who uh, are people of faith, that you are in prayer and that you and yours are safe on all fronts and are healthy and whole, mind, body, and soul, because this is definitely one of those times when we need to be taking care of ourselves and taking care of each other. But uh, anyway, yeah, so it's Happy New Year. (laughs) Um, Also, February marks uh, Black History Month here in the United States of America. And I got into a lot of what I was doing with, you know, Black History Month last year with you guys. And I'm going to try to squeeze in um, a little bit about how I feel about it this year. And just some names that I want you guys, if you've never paid attention to them, I want you to pay attention to them. And the reason for that is that when I look back at my childhood, these were people who were in media, um, but they were these examples, these shining examples of what it was to be the best before people were running around saying black excellence. Um, These men and women were that for me as a little girl. And I've been really sitting in that space a lot lately. Um, And so I just, I'll share with you guys a little bit about that. But anyway, uh, it's about that time. Um, Let me take care of the grown-up stuff. (laughs) Thank you for pressing play on this episode whenever you've chosen to press play and via whatever streaming platform you prefer to press play on. So whether you're listening over on Apple Podcasts, Uh, via your old iTunes or on Amazon Music or right here on my site, www.JanaeJordan.com. As always, I truly, humbly, and sincerely thank you. If you would like to connect, you can do that on Instagram at Vibes Moods Moves. Uh, That may be changing. Um, Okay, really quick. I also have to say this because I didn't get to say it during the close of 2021 for the holiday shenanigans episode with my very special guest, my co-pilot, Bambi Jones, my big sister cuz, who I'm going to start calling the theater mistress because that woman knows basically everything there is to know about theater. 
And um, for those who you know haven't heard any of the background, she is my big sister. Our relationship is like that of big sister, little sister. And she's also, when it comes to being a, a performer um, and a decent human being, uh, one of my mentors, um, for me in a lot of ways she is the template and so I absolutely adore her and I get I get so happy getting to share her with you guys and we had a really good time during holiday shenanigans yes with our toddies featuring our Mount Gay Bayesian rum but uh, more than that I, I did because we had a lot of folly I did not get to say this to you guys I truly thank you each and every single one of you who downloaded an episode forwarded a link to the show to my website um, word of mouth you know, told somebody about the show. I so thank you guys because really this past year was kind of, it was, it was, the season was a shaky one um, because again, there was a lot going on and, uh, you know, I, I, I was down for the count for a bit to an injury and yeah, but meanwhile, there was not a day, not one single day that went by and there weren't downloads that there weren't plays on the site. And so I just want to thank you guys for um, hanging in there with me. And I just, you have no idea how much that support uh, means to this little black girl from Queens, New York. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And for those who may be considering getting into this podcasting world, let let that be an inspiration. Be encouraged. Um, Truly, if you have something to say and something to share and you really are coming from the best places in yourself and you're, you know, it's about sharing something good and information that is factual, uh, comfort, amusement, whatever, just to be that friend on the other end of the line, so to speak, you know, except in this space. If you want to do that, do that. Go out there and do it. It's an open playing field. I invite anyone who just, you feel like you have something to say, especially at a time like this, um, this is where we really need to be putting all of us into our work and moving with mission, purpose, and heart and soul and integrity. So uh, it just feels good to be able to say I can look back at another season and, and feel like, yeah, what I stepped out here to do, I managed to still get a lot of what I wanted to do done. So, um, But I wouldn't have that measure of did it land if it weren't for you guys. So I thank you guys so much. Um, I am here with my disco cup and briefly in that little bit right there I mentioned what I really hardcore want the theme for this closeout to be and it's to put it in the work okay I just want you guys to hold on to that put it in the work all right so I have my disco go cup and uh, I hope that you are ready I hope that you have a tasty beverage whatever that beverage may be coffee tea water juice kombucha if that's your thing it's not my thing but do you boo um, whatever it is I hope you have it and a, and a lovely light snack and a comfy seat and an open heart and an open mind and that you are here and you're ready to get into this chat because I have my coffee like I said in my disco go cup splash of hazelnut and also on deck I have my big old bottle of alkaline water because I believe in drinking a lot of water because water does a body out good you need to stay hydrated okay um, so yeah I'm ready for this chat I'm ready uh, lifting my disco go cup to you guys the global VM&M collective and fam simply peace love you guys cheers mm-hmm mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I needed that. Did you need that? I needed that. 
Okay, so uh, we're gonna get into this. This late in the month, end of the season closeout here at VM&M. I'm gonna get this done. Let's go. Vibes, moods, and moves. Where we never stop asking the real questions and we never stop having the real conversations. Okay, so as I mentioned, nothing went up in January. Not here, not on soundcheck. Uh, I did, earlier this month, get up a Valentine's uh, love-themed show up on Soundcheck over on Mixcloud. Easy to get to if you have a Mixcloud account or just go to Mixcloud and go and search and Vibes Moods Moves or if you're in there at Vibes Moods Moves. Anyway, um, but I, I did manage to get a show up for that titled Love by Moonlight. I had so much fun. So much fun. But I'm so glad that I got that burst of Valentine's Day and love energy and I had a whole vibe going. I'm so grateful for that moment. One, because I managed to get a show up and two, because of a lot of the stuff that's really dark and really heavy that we're dealing with now. So it, you know, it's fun to just go back and listen to that and or episodes like we're still here and just find that space of, oh yeah, I'm an optimist. I'm pragmatic as all get out, um, but I do believe in hope and I do believe that, you know, from some of the worst things, some of the best things can come. And I feel like what's happening right now is uh, is biblical in the sense that, you know, like my mother always says, um, you know, it's like the day of manifestation. You know, it's kind of like, uh, 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 you know, all defect is out there. There's no hiding what's wrong with our systems right now because the things that you didn't even realize were jacked up we found out about this has been going on now for years i think that a lot of this really started in 2015 well 2016 when we started realizing how many um practices that were in place in government here in the united states and i'm sure i'm sure fam out there y'all abroad or have also had some of those lessons too where you find out how many things that you thought were laws and steadfast rules you found out were just you know gentlemen's agreements and that you know some of our leaders if they you know are amoral can do whatever the hell they want that we've been um in far more of a precarious place with our collective safety and rights uh for all this time and we had no idea it's kind of like that old poster and again you gen xers out there will remember this it was that poster of that kitten that's kind of like hanging on the tree branch and he's like, oh, shit. you know, or that cartoon from uh, that old Warner Brothers cartoon where that kitten has a giant sausage in his mouth and so he can't see in front of him or her. I can't remember if it was a boy or a girl, um, but they're walking along the uh, beams on a construction site and the beams are moving and meanwhile that kitten is just walking and the pieces are moving and every minute you think oh my god it's gonna fall and then it puts its little paw down and lands on another moving one meanwhile there's the dog that's got the little helmet on and he's like a foreman and he's also quietly helping that kitten make it around the you know the site and I always liked that one and when I got older I realized like you know if that's not an example of faith I don't know what is but at the same time it's blind faith <laughs> because you don't realize how many dangers are out there and I think that that is where we've been 
for a long time, fully aware that things aren't perfect, but not realizing how fragile a lot of our systems were and have been for far too long and how much change needs to happen. So when we stand in a moment like this with this invasion war happening in Ukraine, I think it's, for so many of us, it's a reminder of how out of order things really can get. That there is no ultimate protection against things getting this out of order and dangerous. And so what a lot of us are feeling right now is that reminder that, uh, yeah, we learn how to be okay with getting in speeding cars. And I don't mean speeding, but I just mean the fact that if you think about too much, if you think about how fast the car really moves and, you know, how heavy all that steel tons, what that it, you would never get in. You would never drive. Same thing for getting on a subway train or an elevator or an airplane. All these things, you would never do it if you really thought about the mechanics of it because it would freak you out. But as long as you've kind of, you know, you're conditioned now to be like, I get on an elevator to go up because I'm not taking the stairs. I get in a car because I'm not walking and or I don't care to take the bus and I don't have to. You know what I'm saying? We, we know that these things, something could go wrong, but we're so, we don't allow ourselves to get stuck and lost in that fear. And I'm, I'm talking about this because I had this conversation 20 years ago with a therapist after September 11th and actually a psychiatrist. And we all had to go. I was happy to go. I think, you know, we were all like, it's not, we don't have to pay. Y'all are the companies paying for it. Hell yeah, we're going. And I just remember that that was a thing that I remember he just told me, just want you to think about that. And so I'm sharing that with you guys. There's a clinical term for it, but I'm not a psychiatrist, so I don't know what it is. But I'm just, you know, again, sharing a little, you know, little insight into why we're freaking out and or feeling imbalanced in this because it's not balanced. Whenever there's aggression like this, whenever you're facing oppression, obstruction, all these different things, above and beyond us talking about Ukraine, I'm talking about globally, this is happening. These things are happening. Here in the United States of America, again, we felt like we've made so much project pro, pro, progress, oh my goodness, since 1965. The thing that I've been saying to my closest friends in conversation is, I'm really bothered by the fact that some of these laws that people are pushing to get on the books feel so pre-1965. You know, as if the civil rights movement never happened, as if, you know, we were never given the right to vote, as if we were still having to drink at colored water fountains and go to segregated schools. You know, it's like, I can't, I, it's like as if we haven't taken pages out of the book of Ruby Bridges. Is this going to happen again? Like, I mean, these are the kinds of things that roll around in my head. And I know this feels rambly, but understand this show almost got nixed all together because I had a full show done about a week or so ago and started paying attention to a lot of the news and stuff started getting really bajiggity. And I was like, this doesn't sound right. This feels too jovial and tone deaf. And I've said it before, I don't do tone deaf on here. And because it's my show and I don't report to anybody and it's a monthly, I could decide like I did to go with my gut and just say, you know what? I'd rather give you a shorter show, cut out all of the fluff and fun 
and um, have a real conversation. So like real conversations, sometimes they ramble and they trail off. But ultimately we will, you know, all collectively, you know, be lifted and edified by, by this moment and this chat. So anyway, as I was saying, so just, you know, hang in there. Um, so as I was saying though, you know, I don't like that feeling. I really don't of erasure. I, I, I don't appreciate this feeling of uh, we're not allowed to speak of the truths of American history and as it pertains to the African-American story and experience bothers me because that's ridiculous. How do you erase the history of a whole entire people who are here? I, I want to understand that. How do you do that? We're everywhere. Our fingerprints are all over a lot of stuff in this country. A lot of the construction, the establishment of your current uh, gadgetry and conveniences. I'm just saying, read a book. While speaking of reading a book, hello, I didn't even plan for that segue. Uh, this book banning situation, it's really gross. Um, but I will say this, you heard me talk about this man a lot this season. I fangirled big time out about this man. And he is one of my heroes, just like these other uh, people I'm going to mention before I get out of here. <clears throat> I'm talking about LeVar Burton, who was not absolute, who did not absolutely love the fact that he went up on The Daily Show and participated in that skit uh, about the book banning and ultimately landed with kids. Go read the banned books because that's where all the good stuff is. I'm here for it. I am. Uh, also, just like I saw online the other day that I think it's Scribd has a banned bookmobile. What? Yes. Yes. Read the books. Books, man. I'm saying. Um, knowledge is power. And a lot of that, I feel like, is about, you know, taking people's, you know, uh, power away. When you When you think about it. People that look like me at one point in time were not allowed to read and write. Why? Because education is empowering. It is power. It is. It gets you into places. You know, I mean, it, it makes it possible for you to do great things. So, yeah, they're attacking the books. These conservatives, these hyper-conservatives, ultra-conservatives, they're like on a mission, y'all. And I'm not here for this pre-1965 dream existence that they're trying to conjure up. It's madness. And so I say when it comes to here in the States uh, with this voting and the voting obstruction, all of it's connected. Um, do your best. Do your best to get out there and cast your ballots. Vote your conscience. Vote what you know in your heart and soul is right. I don't care what party you're in. Um, and also, you know, fight for your neighbors who may be infirmed, disabled, can't get out to vote where the, the mail-in ballots are under attack or, you know, any of that. Because we're already seeing in the States and Texas the ramifications of these laws going on the books. This is what happens when people are messy and they don't think long term, they don't think big picture, they just think immediate gratification of ha ha ha, you can't. And then it's like, and I'll, oh wait, I just made a massive mess and some of my people are affected. Duh, that's what we were saying all along. Hello, it's the same mess like with gerrymandering. I'm rambling, I really am, but um, I wanna cover a lot of ground. And I, again, all of this, <laughs> honestly goes back to why January didn't happen 
I'm gonna tell you in brief, as briefly as I possibly can, why January did not happen here on VMNM, okay? All right, so January was hot trash. January came with a really funky vibe and I did not appreciate it. No, I didn't. Uh, January 1st of 2022 is the first New Year's Day that I can recall ever in my life. Not waking up and going, ah, it's a new year. I'm ready, let's get some stuff done. No, I woke up like, okay, so that all really happened. Yeah, that was that was the mood here. Uh, granted, I did make a point of closing out the holiday season, uh, New Year's Eve, at home, warm and safe and happy. I uh, had my greens, my collard greens, and my black eyed peas, and some good food. And uh, <laughs> you know, the foodie in me has to talk about the food just a little bit, but having some good food and you know some music and just you know just good good goodness and you know at midnight you know 10 seconds to yes turned on the tv we watched the ball drop in times square my heart of course was full thinking of home and uh you know when it happened and Sinatra kicked into New York, New York. Yes, I went into my autopilot. I did my kick line, sang at the top of my lungs. That was dope. But I really woke up the next day like, okay, all right. No massive expectations for, you know, awesomeness for the new year. Just kind of like we made it. And that was the tone the entire day as I texted, um, talked to friends, um, family. We all were just kind of, reaching out to kind of just touch, you know, and just hold each other's hands and go, okay, we're gonna do this, we made it. Are you safe? Are you staying home? Like, what are you doing? What are your plans? Are you good? Okay, all right, so we're gonna, we're just gonna step over this threshold into a new year together from a distance. I love you, you know what I mean? Like, that was the thing, but it wasn't like uber celebratory or really felt like we were putting down anything you know, from that year because this coming year was gonna be embracing us with so much, you know, awesomeness. It was kind of like we survived this one and damn it, we're gonna survive the next one. So I found that a lot of people that I know and even people I don't know, just in reading other people's work and things like that, a lot of people felt that kind of, whoa, come January, you know, like it was weird, right? It For me, I likened it a lot to my dad and I one time went to, to the movies. We often went to the movies on the weekends to go see, you know, sci-fi stuff and, you know, these weird B-horror movies and stuff like People Under the Stairs and, you know, Goonies. Well, Goonies wasn't a horror one, but, you know, we just liked a lot sci-fi, fantasy, and horror, okay? And we weren't snobs about it to a point, to a degree. But one day we walked up into the RKO Keith at the end of Main Street, one of the last movie palaces in Queens back in the day. Shout out to my people back home. Hey, Queens. Um... We went to go see Ghoulies, not to be mistaken with Goonies. Goonies good, Ghoulies bad. And we didn't know at the time. So there we were, we go into the theater with, you know, happy as all get out. It was a Saturday afternoon with our, you know, our popcorn with the extra butter and our, our Twizzlers and our soda. And we sit down five minutes into that thing. My father was like, this is what we're not doing today. No, no. You guys by the hand, he's like, come on. And we go back outside the theater to the box office. And he tells the clerk in there, yeah, my daughter and I will not be sitting through that movie. So it sucks. 
Uh, so what I would like to know is, can I get a refund or can you run me off some fresh tickets for us to see something else that's playing here today at, an, uh, you know, at a later time within reason? And the clerk was, you know, oh yes, sir, you know, no problem. I'm sorry about that. Um, I'll just let, you know, one of the ushers inside know that you and your daughter will be going into another theater. And so I apologize. And uh, so we went back in and we waited. We found something else that was playing. No, I don't remember what it was that was playing within the hour. And we spent that time hanging out in the lobby of the RKO Keith on Main Street, you know, eating our popcorn and our Twizzlers and playing video games. It gave a whole new vibe to let's go to the lobby. Yeah, it was, that's what we did. Um, and that's how I felt about January was like, this sucks. I want a refund or I want fresh tickets. And uh, what I did with that time was, you know, my own way. And actually, literally on some days, I did. I'm not even going front. I did eat popcorn, eat my Twizzlers. And although I did not play video games, I watched some stuff. And I also researched some stuff. And I made plans. And I wrote out the things that I want to do, the things that I want to see change, the things that I actually can control. And so that's what I did for January. And that is why I didn't really start and kick off my new year dealing with anybody outside that bubble, my happy place, until February. And then I think it behooves all of us to understand when to do that for ourselves because things can get out of control really fast, like we've seen, we've been witnessing, uh, and it hasn't stopped. Um, you know, take that time to check in with yourself. Stop, don't answer the phone. You don't have to take every single call. Turn it off. I do that all the time. Um, and the people who know me and love me and respect me, respect that space, that boundary, that I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear your crap. I don't want to talk to you about my crap. And I sure as hell don't want to have a deep conversation about the world crap right now. You know? So no, I'm not, I'm not taking calls. No, you're not going to see me posting one of my random memes or cat videos, sending them along online. I'm not dealing. And it's not that I'm not dealing. It's that I'm choosing to do the things that edify me, the things that bring me comfort, the things that where I can balance out my world because outside of that, it's imbalance. We can't control these people that run these countries and make some of these decisions, you know? Um, so what can you do? is go, go into your safe place, protect yourself. We've got to normalize, I've been seeing a lot of that people saying that late, we've got to normalize protecting yourself and having no qualms about telling people, fall back, fall back. I'm taking some me time. I am doing what I have to do for myself, my self-care, my mental, my spiritual, my physical, all of that. And that means, no, I don't want your 50 million opinions. No, I don't really need your advice right now. No, I don't want to. I'm not your therapist. I'm not here to solve your problems. That one's special for all the friends like myself who are the ones who everybody thinks we're the damn therapists. We're not. We're not. And then meanwhile, you'll be going through crisis. And that's when your phone can be on and it doesn't ring because they're all good now. So you don't hear from them. But that's another show that we might get into in season three. Um, but yeah, so for all of my warriors out there who, you know, Y'all know what time it is and that you have every right to put people in check about, you know, when they don't want to respect that this is your time to process. Um, and I find that as creative people, we're constantly processing. 
And so that's why I keep saying, and I'm going to keep saying, put it in the work. Because that's another thing that you can also do when you shut all that other stuff down and out is put it in the work. We see things very differently. We really do. And it's beautiful. It's powerful. And it can be so impactful in a positive way. Why not do that with some of this excess energy? Activism comes in many different forms. And sometimes your activism is informing, uplifting, singing out the clarion calls for change in your art, in your words, my poets out there, my authors out there, songwriters out there. You know, uh, if it's the imagery, my photographers, my painters, my sculptors, my choreographers, dancers, if it's pulling people into moments and spaces, my actors, my playwrights, my directors, my filmmakers, short filmmakers, animators, all of that, we, we, we need to really right now put a lot of us into that work, a lot of what we're feeling, what we're observing and documenting, put it into the work. Because this too shall pass, one way or another. All of this is gonna pass. You don't want to have lost yourself in the constant uh, consumption of the news. Because let's call it what it is, a lot of what we are seeing come to the surface and that's happening is pure evil. It is malevolent. But again, in it, this is a prime opportunity in a moment to speak your truths from whatever position you are in it. If you're in the middle of it and you're in the thick of it, fighting for voting rights and, and, and just civil rights across the board, then do that. If you're fighting and, and you're, 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 you're championing the causes of hunger and food insecurity, housing, lack thereof, affordable housing, um, ecological issues, hell, newsflash, we can do whatever we want, but if our planet dies, that's it. Like, real talk. This is bigger than electric cars. <laughs> you know, and and a couple of products that are made from recycled plastic. This is serious. If any of that resonates for you and you are creative, whether you are professional or you're an enthusiast or novice, you have a voice. Use it. Because while we're being bombarded with all of these things that, yes, we need to stay abreast of what is happening. That is what adult responsible, I mean, responsible adults do. But at the same time, we cannot get lost in it. I felt myself slipping the other day and I was like, yeah, turn it off. Set times where there is no, turn it off because you can't do anything about it right now or period. I'm not a world leader. Neither are you. What can, what can you do? Well, one, you can check yourself, keep your pressure from going up. You can connect with people who see the world the same way you do, of like mind and spirit. Uh, but you have to start with yourself. Whatever it is that you decide to go do, I'm just saying, start with you. You can't check the world if you yourself are someone who oppresses, if you are someone who obstructs, if you are someone who misinforms, if you are someone who gaslights, if you are someone who is led by greed, if you are someone who must you know, impose your will upon others. 
these are all the ills that are why we are dealing with this poison out in the world. If you have some in you, detoxify. And then try to do some good. Put it in the work. Other reason why I say put it in the work is because my experience has been and remains that when the world does feel out of control, even if it's just your immediate world, there are things that you may want to control and people in your life you may want to control, make them behave better and things like that. You can't, but you can control what you create. And it is a process. And it doesn't just happen sometimes just by snapping your fingers. But the best stuff I find is... And I want all of y'all out there in the fam to, to reach for these moments because they're sweet, they're sacred. And um, we all know the moment. It's just that sometimes if you've been on your track for so long, it's easy to become jaded and, and you know not sit in those moments and really relish them and draw strength from, strength from them. But we all have them. Creators, I don't care what it is that you do. We all have these moments. It's that moment when you take a, a beat. You know, my favorite thing to say to people when it's getting crazy is like, slow down, take a beat. And you take a beat and perhaps you're three quarters of the way on whatever it is you're working on. Okay. Or you've completed it. Although we know a lot of us, you know, even when we think we're done, we go back and we see and we tinker and we whatever, but sometimes it's just say, you're done, you've completed the project and you sit back and you listen or you look at or you read and you go, oh my God, this is really good. Hold on to that moment because that is the moment that I say every creative soul meets themselves in their work. It is the best of you and what you have to offer that you are in that moment recognizing, acknowledging, and owning. Don't lose that. When you pair that, because that is to me an absolutely sacred moment because yes, you can be humble, um, but not so humble that you can't acknowledge and see yourself and how awesome you are. This is something I've had to relearn, you know, because we tend to, especially those of us who have worked out there and you put yourself out there, everybody's going to have a damn opinion. There are going to be people who are going to belittle what you do because it makes them feel like they're not doing them. So they want you to feel less about what you're doing. Or, you know, you've got the people who can see the 50 million amazing things that you can do and all that you are. They don't want you to see it because as long as you don't see it or you keep doubting and questioning it, you're actually giving your goods, your gifts to their cause and putting money in their pockets, elevating their game. So you got to be careful about that. And, you know, when you go through stuff in some of these businesses, um, you encounter that. And after a while, it can wear like, you know, water on a rock, smooths it out. It can wear on you. But that's why I say you have to remember those sacred moments where you meet yourself in your own work, whatever your work may be. I believe God places those moments for just that so that you don't take for granted all that you are, all that you have to offer and that you are reminded of how beautiful and perfect the way you're supposed to be that you were created to be, that you remember that. And you also remember that if you can have that kind of reaction 
to your work, then others will too. It might not be the masses, but others will too. And then when you add to that being of mission and purpose in your work, that is where you really are now taking your voice, your talent, and doing something good with it that is above and beyond yourself that you can control in the middle of a world that absolutely most days nowadays feels like it is completely out of control. There's hope in that. It's what I encourage. It's why I go hard for my friends, my true hearts that inspire me, that are the people that I go to in those moments of, I don't know if I could do this. I don't know if I have it in me to, I don't know. I had so many ideas. Help me. You know how hard it's been for me to learn how to say that word? Those words help me. I need a little help here. Help me sort this out. It took me a long time to get back to that space of trusting because of those other experiences with the minimize you, you know, take and draw from you and all of that. And I had to start remembering to dial that out too. Same as dialing out all the other nut stuff. Turn the phone off. You know what I mean? Don't look at the social media. Just be in your own space and find myself and meet myself and reintroduce myself to myself in my work. And when I did that and just took a a tiny step, a leap of faith and just put something out there, guess what? It was received in the spirit in which it was created because I was creating it. I created it first for myself, but I knew there was going to be somebody, even if it was just one person. And guess what? It was more than one. And that's when I remembered this isn't just about me. This isn't just about me using my gifts and talents to, you know, appease a label or, you know, go out and collect people on lists and things. No, this is about, let me, Lord, use me. Let me be here for a reason, not just taking up space. And if that can equal some kind of inspiration, motivation, comfort, then let, then use me for that. But when you meet yourself in your work in those moments and realize that, everything else takes on a whole other coloring. And I see that in my circle of friends. I hear it in our conversations. I see it in the work product. It is beautiful. And that is what I wish for every single creative mind out there that listens to this show, regardless of what it is that you do. If you are a wicked, fierce journalist, trust and believe you are out here doing the Lord's work, okay? Um, I have so much respect for the written word, the power of the written word, and for the people who put it together and put it out there and are speaking truth to power every time they do. Which brings me to the heroes from my childhood that I want to mention before I get out of here as we exit Black History Month. Um, The people who've been on my mind and have taken, when I think of them, it takes me back to a time of discovery of so many other people who are part of the collective story of black history. Because let's be very clear, although there is this movement to <laughs> quiet, erase, alter the facts of American history where black folks are concerned, This is the way I've always seen it. Slavery is not the alpha nor omega of any of our ancestors' stories or of our story. So if we've had to learn how to deal with that fact on our collective timeline of human history, I don't see why other people are so uncomfortable with it 
being out there and discussed. This should be of no threat to anyone because if the people who had the biggest burden to carry with this, and this is wherever you are, wherever your people come from, that we have that shared history, talking about children of the diaspora, you guys understand. We don't have a choice to ignore this. This is, this is, this is, but we also know it is not everything. We also know it is not the beginning or the end of us. Um, yeah, this changing history thing, it's just, it's not, it's not okay. But anyway, um, my point is when I think about these people and I remember because of the nature of their work, being introduced to so many names of everyone from people who were powerhouses in theater, activism, music, uh, literature, uh, cinema. I watched a lot of those people. I got introduced to a lot of their names, their faces, their stories by watching these people um, work and do what they do. And the thing that was so funny was the genesis of this, you know, this stream of thought for me was thinking of these two people. And it was so funny because I was on Instagram the other day and I was scrolling through and I saw a producer who I just think is brilliant. He had like a whole post about them too. And I was just like, okay, so this is in the ether. So I cannot omit this <laughs> from the show because there must be a reason that many of us are thinking about this couple. Um, but really quick, yeah. So what I'm gonna talk to you guys about in a minute, um, couple more heroes of mine that some of you may be familiar with the name some of you may not but I will say this uh, what sparked it for me was coming across something uh, with Ozzie Davis and Ruby D and remembering the first time that I ever saw them on television not acting but sitting down and being introduced to how deep how incredibly powerful their minds, their spirits, and their missions really were. Uh, and remembering being a little girl, seeing that and getting that the first time. That's where I want to um, take us next. All right? So that's what we're going to get into. This concludes part one of this episode of Vibes, Moods, and Moves, the podcast for creative minds, real questions, and real conversations. To get into the rest of this conversation, go on ahead and play or download part two. Starting right about